views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. And for those of you that are just uh, watching us on Facebook, howdy to you, partners. Uh, today, we got a great show uh, for, for you. What does it mean to chase our lives? You know, how does that show up? And when we're chasing our lives, how are the ways that we can do it to create the kind of change we want to see? So chasing your life, a spiritual journey from stress to success and peace with my friend, colleague, author, Joe Nunziata. Um, We are going to go on a journey today together that looks at how we get from where we are, wherever that is, to where you actually want to go. You know, out of the gate, the question then becomes, one, do we know where we want to go? Two, do we believe we can get there? And then part of the journey is, am I taking this from a human approach of things or am I moving ahead knowing that I got a little help in the spiritual journey? For those of you that know Joe, you know his work, you know what he's known for, this best-selling author, spiritual life and business coach. He is a professional speaker. He teaches people all over the world what it's like to make permanent, clear, crisp changes in your life, and at the same time, break free of destructive patterns. You know him from the various books he's put together, uh, whether it's Karma Buster or Spiritual Selling or Finding Your Purpose, any and all of the above. The thing that we're talking about here today is this idea of stepping out into the world and looking at how do I how do I get this? How, how do I get from this place of chasing, chasing, chasing to actually arriving, arriving, arriving? Joe, it's great to have you here today. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Always a pleasure. Um, chasing your life. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the meaning of it. Um, I love the questions that you have in this book. And let's talk about the book for a minute. You know, this idea of looking at what we're chasing from a very, let's say, conceptual point of view, and then trying to discover what we're really chasing. Isn't that really step one in looking at this? 
Yeah, I think we we want to look at li- our lives and saying, what is it that I, what am I doing? I think people don't. I don't know if that's a question we ask ourselves. We get up in the morning and we kind of got caught up in a routine or what we thought we were supposed to be doing. And not enough of us took a step back and said, well, what am I, why am I doing this or what is the reason behind this? And then we've grown up in a society and it's also coded to our DNA to really be chasing after stuff that we believe on some level that is going to make us happy or we believe that we're supposed to be doing it because that's what we learned or we've seen TV or whatever the case or we learned it in school and we got caught up in this idea of this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I don't think a lot of people said took a step back and said, wait a minute, is this what I want to be doing? Why am I doing it? And what is the emotion that's driving me forward? That was really the key for me writing the book was to say, what is the emotional feeling that's driving this bus? And is this the direction I want to be going in? Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of times I think we grow up in a society and a lot of us, you know, have grown up to, uh, especially in the workplace, Joe, right? I mean, how many times has your boss said to you, dude, like, leave your personal life at the door? And, you know, what that really means is I need you here 100%. Emotions have no place in the workplace. And I think we're coming to understand that that is not 100% true, um, if that were true, Einstein would have never become Einstein, <laughs> period. Absolutely. And what, you know, it's interesting because how, you know, people make that comment to me. I always laugh because they say, well, you know, I'm having trouble at home, but it's not affecting my work or I'm having trouble at work and it's not affecting my home. And I'm like, it's impossible because you're a human being. The energy does not, you know, energy, you know, as humans, we want to compartmentalize, but energy doesn't work that way. Energy says, Hey, I'm with you all the time. Whatever you're feeling, if you're feeling upset about something, I don't care if it's home or at work, you're bringing that feeling with you. You just can't put it in a box and stick it somewhere. So the idea that emotionally, whatever's happening in my life at one area, now I may be able to do it for a short period of time to get through a project or get through something, but in the big picture, you can't do it. So your emotions are so critically important and understanding people and emotionally where they are is very important for all of us, but also again, one of the traps we have is we get stuck in those emotions or those negative feelings, which also have to be addressed. So there's a lot going on with us as human beings, and we have to be emotionally aware, which I feel is the next level of evolution, which is where we're heading to now. Well, the next level of evolution, let's talk about it for a minute. Um, You know, I look back at my life, and I know you have stories from your life that we're going to talk about here today, where I think about how did I really move from a point of depression uh, to this this place where there's a sense of flow, there's a sense of movement, there's a sense of knowing even if I don't know. Isn't that really that, that juicy stuff that you don't even know is happening? That place where you just put one foot in front of the other and you're getting through it. You know, even if you're suffering loss in life, right? That's really the key. Well, the idea is, I think for us, the flowing to me re- revolves around not thinking. So when when you're thinking too much, which is what we're all guilty of it at certain points in our lives, but and we've been conditioned to do it, so it's part of that as well. So when you're thinking a lot, you're not flowing because all your creativity comes when you're in a free flowing space. You know, when you think about create, when you're creating, you are a creative person, you write, you do shows, you do all these things, myself included. 
I can't sit at the table at the desk and say, okay, I need to, to be creative now and come up. It just things just kind of come in. And that's when you're in that kind of free flowing space. So for us, life gets easier when we minimize our thinking and just say, I'm just going to kind of go with what I'm feeling and then utilize my thinking when necessary, because there's certain times we do need it and not the other way around. I think we've become mostly thinking and very little flow and feeling. We need to flip it and say, I need to be mostly flow and feeling and thinking almost is a tool that I will use when necessary. But for most of the time, I really don't need it. Well, I mean, let's talk a little bit about, you know, how you're bringing this message forward. And what I'm referencing in particular for the moment um, is your book, Chasing Your Life, A Spiritual Journey from Stress to Success. I I wish I could say, I wish people listening today might be thinking, okay, here, right there, there, here she goes again. Ah, She's going to get off on the spiritual thing. Well, here's what I want to say about this. I've done it the other way. I've done it the other way, Joe. I've done it the other way. Let me tell you what the other way has gotten me. The other way has gotten me complete depression. Uh, My mom, who I watched suicide, homeless at 17, came home one day, found all my clothes out on the yard, right? Uh, Getting into trouble at 19, going through life trying to work a bunch of jobs just so I could party. Uh, and and somehow I'm here talking to you and thousands of people all over the world. Now, my free will helped me design something, but I know I didn't get here with a lot of help. How do you describe that for, for the people listening and also for yourself? Well, I think, you know, obviously part of what we go through is karmic and part of it is the emotional journey that we needed to have. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, whether we like it or not, like you, your journey, my journey, part of it is is a, a karmic journey. We came here to have an emotional experience. So your trials and tribulations and mine and all the struggles and upsets and things that we've gone through, this is something we did come to experience. So we want to embrace it to a degree and say, OK, that was something I had to do. I had to learn all these things because this was my mission. And now the second part, it's almost like I think of it as part one and part two. So part one is I want to go through all these things because I have to learn these lessons and have these experiences. Part two, if you're fortunate enough like yourself or like myself that got you got through it, which a lot of people didn't you say now I have the ability to, to take that knowledge and what I've learned and my own journey and help other people heal. So that's really how I see it from from that perspective. So I don't look back and say, oh, my life was terrible. I look back and say, well, okay, I had a lot of issues and a lot of problems and death at an early age and many challenges. But I don't want to hold – like a lot of people say, oh, my life was so terrible and look at where I am. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it was hard. It was difficult. It was emotional. I accept it all. But I don't want to look at it as a negative thing. I kind of see it as, okay, this happened. But it was it was supposed to happen. It was necessary because I couldn't do this work if I didn't have that experience. Because when someone asks me a question now or someone comes to an event or emails me, I know exactly what they're talking. I've been there. I've been in that situation. I know that feeling. I know what it's like. And that's the way I'm able to go forward. So I think for all of us, it's kind of like embrace your whole story. Yeah. But don't but don't attach yourself to it. See, that's the difference. Yeah. So somebody, you know, you and I, we play sports. We do things like that, right? Both New York City, we know about that. You know, so there's a phrase when people always ask me, 
you know, I play I play table tennis with a guy, and as I'm playing with them, you know, his name is Paul, and it, it, we play together. So every time he's getting ready to serve, you know, he turns to me every time, every time, every time. He says, are you ready? <laughs> every time. And I used to think, are you ready? Okay, so is it just me that he thinks? No, he's asking me, am I ready for, for a very important reason? And he does it every time. The thing that, you know, I said something to him one day and he never asked me again. And we're playing and he says, are you ready? And I said, Paul, I got to tell you, I was born ready. And so I want to ask you about this because being ready or having a ready state is very different than having a chasing state and I know what it's like to chase and I want to ask you about chasing for a minute what do we chase we chase the winning lottery ticket we chase the love of our life we chase that job that career that thing we chase 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 and here's the question for you what is it about us as humans that maybe innately or karmically Give us the chasing gene. Well, it's it's part of, you know, everything in energy. When you do energy work, you understand everything is yin yang. So there's positive and negative to every element of your life. So everything that's positive has a negative charge. Everything that's negative has a positive charge. So chasing in our positive sense, let's say, as humans, we are inventors and we are always looking to improve our lives. That's what we do. That's who we are. We It took us from caves to homes and you know plumbing and electricity and all the things that we have are because we are in a positive sense chasing improvement and that's a good thing right you say well that's good because we are inventors and we want to improve and we want to make our lives better and whether it's personally or globally or whatever the case may be so that part of it is wonderful that's like wow i want to improve i want to make my life better i want to improve the circumstances i want to help other people whatever the case where we get in trouble is when we start to chase all these other externals, see, because the creativity part, the invention part is very spiritual. I'm inventing, I'm creating, that's very spiritually based, that's very big picture based. Where we get in trouble is the ego gets involved and then we separate and we start to create a personal agenda which is tied to chasing these whatever things, like you said, the title, the car, the girls, the boys, whatever, that I believe this is this is the thing I want to get so I can elevate myself and that's going to make me happy. So this is where we get in trouble. So the idea behind it is to say, what's the difference? Because people say, well, Joe, you're t you know, I go into companies, I do sales training, right, spiritual selling, and they'll say, you're telling me to tell my guys not to chase business. I said, I'm not telling you to tell your guys not to get new business. I'm telling them, I don't want them to chase stuff. Thank you. So that's the difference. Because I say, and, I, and the example I use all the time, and I say to the guy, listen, okay, you and I are going to walk out in the front of this building. If a guy started chasing you down the block, what would you do? And everyone says, I run away. I said, if you saw a crazy looking guy chasing you down the block, what would you do? He said, I'd run. I said, so why would you chase business? What are those people, what is the feeling that you're putting out there toward those people that you're trying to get to do business with you. So it's not a matter of not doing anything. It's understanding the feeling behind what I'm doing. That's the difference. And this is what gets people 
bent out of shape because they say you're you're telling people to sit on their couches and not move. I said no. absolutely not. No. I'm telling people to move forward in a different feeling of energy. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, let's talk about this a little bit more. I think you and I, and let's actually, let's skip the break for those of you listening, because I want to make sure we're covering this. This is this is one of the most important messages, Joe, of this new year. Now, why am I saying that? So let me get all like astrological on you right <laughs> here, or numerology on you, or let's just say it's all spiritual energy anyway. Let's just talk about that. There is an energy of let's get it done. Let's get it done. How do we know this? Just look at the events so far this year. Out of the gate, Golden Globe Awards, all of the movements that are coming to the forefront. What? It, 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 and let's just say it. This is not about politics. This is about people deciding what they believe in. It doesn't matter what party you're in. But this is about people. And now they're coming forward. They're taking an action, right? You know, uh, Oprah does a nine-minute talk on the Golden Globes the other night, and now everybody's buying Oprah 2020 pins. That's how fast, right? But that's not a chasing energy, is it? Well, that's a different kind of feeling because what ended up happening here was, and let's get a little astrological if you like. Cause I'm Thank a numer- you. And I, you know, I like uh, numerology and numbers, and I understand that every year carries different vibration and different energy. So what, what basically 2017 – was a year that we really looked at as a foundational year of shifting. We knew there was going to be a lot of changes. It started, obviously, for us in the United States with Trump being elected, which shook up the world and has continued to do so because he is a disruptive force, in a sense, from a spiritual perspective, because the old system needed to be re- resolved in some way. So that's really what his job is. So, you know, whether you like him or not, that's really what he's there to do. That's and right. then we started to see all these other things. We started to see these these iconic figures that we looked at for years and years and years, they were going down. It was like dominoes. And what's amazing was one day I was online just kind of researching around. There is there are so many other ones that you're not even seeing that are pretty that are known to a lesser degree. But there's so many big ones that you're not even seeing the hundreds of other smaller ones that are coming out every single day, whether it's a local area, a regional area, a news guy, a business person. It's coming out left and right. So the breaking down of all structures is part of what this is about, where these things that were acceptable, let's say. For many, many years, and this goes back thousands of years. This is not twenty years ago. We're talking no, about thousands. No, no, no. And yeah, let's let's do this because this is so important to talk about this. Yeah, now. we're not talking about this. Is not last week. This has been <laughs> going on for, for five thousand plus years, where the same energy has been moving forward. Where we've had abuse, we've had abuse of power, we've had abuse with money, we've had an inequity problem, which is continuing now. So all of these structures are going to start to go down. We're talking about the financial institutions, business religion. We're seeing it now with powerful people dropping down because in this new energy and new timeline, these things will not be supported anymore. So that's why you're seeing things like like we're seeing now with Golden Globes. And again, there's a self-serving element to some of those people too, because I think a lot of those people were complicit in that whole situation. And where were you 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 50, where, but the energy of the, the universe was not ready to support that shift. Now it is. So now we're going to start seeing changes. Now we're going to, but so now for us as individuals, we have to take our part in it, which is, hey, I need to follow through with my own thing, whatever I believe in, and what I 
If oh. I see something that I don't like or something that I don't agree with, I am not going to perpetuate that by turning a, a blind eye. So this is all part of where we're going in 2018, and this is an exciting time. And again, it, it's going to be a time of a lot of change. People don't like change, especially those who have really prospered and been very successful in the old energy. They don't, they're nervous because they don't want to see this happen because they say, whoa, 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 the emperor has no clothes and all of a sudden everything's starting to come down and where am I going to end up? Which is the wrong philosophy because we need to be in a greater good mindset, not a personal agenda mindset. That's the real change. The big, big picture change is we're going from this personal agenda, ego mindset to what's the greater good? And that's going to be where you really see waves of change take place. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, uh, we've got we've gotten to know each other pretty well. You're working with our team. You've been helping us out, right, in, in more ways than I can tell you. And we've talked about this idea of chasing from a sales point of view. Um, there's a difference between chasing and inviting, right? And in your book, you talk about chasing the past. I love that you, you say this. I love that you say this because let's just try it again on our, on our listeners, our audience right now. What if I said to everybody out there, do you think maybe you're chasing your past? The mind can't figure that out because the mind is saying, wait a minute, it's a past. How could I chase my past, right? But we do it all the time. What I'd love to be able to do for all of you, if you've got a question, you want to weigh in, you want to get some help as to how to stop the chasing, period, two ways you can do it. Facebook, just write a comment. Be great. We'll get right on it. Or give us a call, 1-800-930-2819. Go the other day, out of nowhere. I've been a little bit under the weather. I rarely get a cold or anything, right? But I did. Why? So I could stop. So I could stop long enough to take a look at what you said. We have to finish some things this year, and we are. But what? What if we were to stop chasing, which I had the opportunity to do, and step back? Out of that, what happens? call Jessica. Jessica, I got to tell you something. We have to rename our network as we move forward. We have to change it. We have to rename what we call the radio part of this. And we may have to change the network in general. Now, Jessica knows me well enough to say, okay, right? You know, Jessica. Yeah, of course. Right? Because the energy of it is not a chasing energy. It's an innovating energy. How have you been able to help people stop chasing the past? Because the past is, gee, this is what we're going to build. We're going to build it. We're going to build it. We're going to build it. But here we're building it. Technology is changing. We're building more than we thought. And the direction that we're being called forward is different. How do you help people, Joe, as you've helped us, look at this difference and make a mid-course adjustment. Yeah, so one of the sections in the book I talk about chasing time, right? You're chasing the past or you're chasing the future. That's where most people live their lives. So when we talk about chasing the past, I think of it as I'm chasing whatever didn't work out. I'm chasing uh, you know, the relationship, the business, the, the idea, the, the, whatever happened. And I'm ch- or or I've, I'm reminiscing because I'm saying, well, the past was better. 
yeah. my present my present is not so good. I'm chasing the feeling I had when I was younger or when I was married or when I was, you know, the the big athlete or whatever the case may be, or maybe you had a certain job. So instead of me being present and moving forward, I'm chasing those things or I'm feeling bad about something that happened in the past. And by doing that, I'm not allowing myself to move forward. But we also get caught up in chasing the future, which is I'm chasing something that I believe is going to make me happy. So the idea behind it is to say you're speaking of innovation, which means my ability to move and go with the flow of what's changing. So I had a client that I was working with who was very slow on moving into innovation and technology of the online ordering process. And it's a company that works with uh, a B2B type environment, but they, the owner was kind of an old school owner, really, you know, is a, is a, a fax machine person. So I'm saying like, you know, oh, we used to get the orders. And again, it's that the past, right? Oh, we, the people used to fax the orders in and this is, I said, yeah, I understand all that, but you're, you're losing market share, which the, the sales director is telling me, because this guy's refusing <laughs> to step forward and say, okay, that was the past. So I, I said to the guy, listen, I said, let me ask you a question. There was a business many years ago where people took blocks of ice and put them underneath refrigerators. And that's how they kept their food cold. <laughs> that's what you're doing with your fax idea. Because imagine today if me having a guy come to your house with a block of ice and putting it under your refrigerator. <laughs> and he looked at me like I was crazy. I said, but this is exactly what you're doing. So when I put it in that context, he was able to say, he looked at me, his eyes got like two saucers. And he said, oh my God, I never saw it that way. I got, I got stuck in my fear of technology. So again, we fear what we don't understand. We fear what's new. We fear the idea to say, I have to reinvent myself. So this also happened, McDonald's, if you've ever, I, I've done tremendous research on McDonald's early yeah. on studying franchises. And of course, the movie came out with Michael Keaton, if you saw it, called The Founder. Yeah. One, of the things, one of the things the McDonald brothers did at one point, before they were huge, when they had one restaurant, is they had one of those restaurants with the car hops and you know they people roller skating up with the trays and all that kind of stuff from the 50s. So- they realized that, well, you know what? This is not the best way to operate. And they were very successful. They closed the restaurant down for six months, rebuilt the whole place, rebuilt the kitchen, and came up with the system that we know today as McDonald's. And people said to them, you're crazy. But they realized this is not the future. And am I willing to take a step back to say, okay, I need to reinvent myself, reinvent what I'm doing, make these changes to go forward? So you, the chasing of the past is, is a lot of ways it's fear-based of saying, I'm, I'm trying to hold on to the past and I'm chasing after this idea, but the, the energy is always moving. Time is moving. Things are moving. You can't do that. But again, we've seen a lot of people in business go out of business. This person's really having a hard time because now by the time they got on board, all the competitors are way ahead of the game. Now you're treading water trying to catch up. So Again, these are things that we have to look at and say, I have to be willing to go with the flow. And one of the things I always say to people is, don't get attached to what you think you're supposed to be doing in the way you're supposed to be doing it. Ugh. I was like that for years because I was always saying, oh, I have to do it this way. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I say to clients, I said, what, ha what would happen if God came down to you and said, listen, the best way you can serve right now is to get rid of all this stuff. I want you to go to Italy and become a farmer. And that's going to be the best way you can serve 
mankind. Would you be willing to say, okay, if that's the best thing, if that's the best thing for me to do to serve, I'm willing to let it all go. That is a question you should ask yourself because if you can't say yes to that, you're attached to too much crap. I love this. We're going to take a short break and when we come back, we're going to talk about it more because we think we got the best laid out plans for our lives. I mean, I went to school for eight years in my 40s. Are you kidding? Because I thought I was going to go to school for eight years. And at the end of the eight years, I was going to go work for Deloitte and Touche or somebody like that and get that big fat job and get that big fat salary. And when I was done, I was done. There was nothing more for me to want to learn, study, or do in the field of organizational development and behavior and psychology. So then what? Well, that's what Joe's going to talk about. Or let him talk about that. You know, what if your best laid plans, all of them laid out, right? What if you do that and then you become the runaway bride? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Joe. We're going to give you lots of information, tell you about his book, how to find out more about him, all of the above. We'll be right back. Have you ever lost your way while driving somewhere? This can be unsettling as you don't know if you should go left, right, forward, backwards, or make a U-turn. Hi, I'm Eve from Elite Tarot, host of the weekly show Mainstream Metaphysics Radio, where we harness the power of the universe for happier living. As an intuitive coach and professional tarot card reader, I work with clients worldwide on helping them get back on their natural road of living their life with joy. Next time you feel off track, tap into your inner child's sense of joy and write down on paper the non-negotiable qualities that you're needing in career or love, but without limiting specifics. With your list, you know where to place your energy going forward and where not to. You're always best served when your inner child is at the navigation controls. However, don't worry, you still have the keys to the car. If you would like to schedule a personal navigation session with me, please visit my website at EliteTarot.com. That's E-L-I-T-E-T-A-R-O-T.com. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Gain powerful insight and practical tools to support you on your spiritual journey. Access your higher self and tune in every second and fourth Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific to A Life Untethered with Andrew Martin and now co-host Jeremy Nudell. Walking the Path of Freedom. Andrew is a highly attuned intuitive oracle, energy worker, spiritual teacher, and international radio host. For more about Andrew and his services, visit andrewmartin.energy. 
Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Once you you hear the truth, it's not going to rest until it becomes fully available in your awareness. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Joe Nunziata joining me here today. We like to call him Joe Nunes. Uh, Joe, before we get back into this, because I know this is such a big conversation. First of all, how can people learn more about the book? How can they find out more about you? How can they find out more about all of the books that you have? Because it's super important right now for us as we are entering this year, we've got to build up our toolkit too. Yo, uh, for me, my main site is Joe, N-U-N-Z, JoeNunz.com, J-O-E-N-U-N-Z.com. And if you want to get the book and also a free audio, I have a little preview audio, that's available on ChasingYourLife.net. So if you go to ChasingYourLife.net, you can get that in my main site, Joe Nunz, will get you everything else. Okay, so, uh, and by the way, his name is Joe Nunziata, and if you want to do that too, you can find him. All you got to do is put in Google, boom, there you go. Uh, but the point is, you know, he's the he's the person that's talking to you about trust, faith, karma, you know, about how to excel in your life. Um, I want to talk about this in a couple of different ways. And, you know, you and I have had father figures in our lives, right? Uh, now, for me, I had to really think hard what I learned from my dad. You know, what did I learn? And even after a lifetime of not thinking I learned anything, there is a few things I did learn. Um, I'm pretty funny. My dad was pretty funny. Um, how, how, who has shaped your life? You know, how have you learned this? Well, I think obviously your parents are going to have the biggest impact because you have their DNA. They're part of your karmic journey. You're going to pick up the traits from them, good and bad. Again, same yin-yang story, right? We pick up traits from them that are positive and traits from them that are negative. So my dad was a, a good-looking guy, a dynamic guy. He was the youngest of 12 kids uh, in, grow, from Brooklyn. They were all you know, trying to get attention all the time, and he was a very good athlete. He was a, a great uh, communicator. He was somebody who you, you immediately liked. He was one of those kind of people that had that kind of charismatic personality, very gregarious, you know, that type of thing. On the other side, he went through bouts of depression. He was trying to get his mother's attention. He, he was so focused. He was the original chaser. I write about him in the book because he's the guy who – here's where I saw chasing for the first time, chasing a career and chasing – 
notoriety so he would receive this attention that he didn't get from his mother so i look at my mother you know certain th- traits that she had very tough very strong very uh, powerful in her own right but on the other side there's a, a negativity uh, uh, a feeling of gloom and doom a, a this kind of mindset of nothing is good so you know again ve- very victim oriented so i picked up you know we all do we pick up those traits from our parents. One of the things I, I always talk to people about, I say, you know, don't, it, you know, we go through life. I think a lot of people trying to say, I'm not going to be like my parents, which of course you can't do because you are your parents. The idea is to say, could I be a better version by saying, let me take what, what was good and make build on that and work on the stuff that I picked up that was not so good and, and try to dissolve that out because that's how you're going to be the best version of yourself, which is all we could all do. Boy, listen, um, every year, I'm not just saying one year, but there are times, I, I mean, you and I work for a living, right? Co- contrary to what all my friends are thinking I should be doing right now, right? We, I love what I do. I love what we're building. I have a great team of people here. Are you kidding me? Linda, Kim, Justin, Carter, Jessica, Megan, Chris, boy, Ben, you just name them. Great people. Make me smile, right? Can't do this without them. Spirit was very good to me one day and said, Pat, you cannot keep doing things alone. And I want to ask you this question. Sometimes in our chasing, we forget that maybe in order to create the greater good, we have to get greater in other ways. And I know you talk about this in, in the book. Um, you talk about how can we be successful and do good things in the world. But chasing, I don't think that, that chasing was my doom, by the way. Yeah, well, chasing is agenda-driven. Understand. Yeah. So, so basically when I talk to people, it, it's, it's usually tied to an egoic personal agenda. Why do you why do you want to do this? Because I want to get something personal gain, something that I get that I'm only concerned about myself. So that's somebody who's in a narcissistic state. And we all you know, obviously there's healthy narcissism too. But so somebody who's in an agenda saying, I need to get this promotion, I need to get this account, I need to get whatever it is that you're trying to get, this girl, this guy, because it's a personal agenda, as opposed to saying Am I doing something that is, again, I go back to for the greater good, and am I doing something that's that's a win-win, that's a positive for everybody involved? So it's a matter of saying a person who is in a egoic state and who is looking for a personal only for personal gain, that person, that's where they're going, to, which is fine. You see, the idea is this. If that's what you want to do, I don't. I'm not trying to stop you from doing that because I can't. If that's what you're, if that's what you choose to do. I want to surround myself with people who are saying, okay, I want to do things that are for the greater good for everybody, but also understanding one thing, and I think this is critical. One of the people who benefits from everything you do is yourself. Yeah. This is so I think a lot of people get caught up in this. I'm I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving. The universe, energy is all about balance. It's not about you pumping out all your energy and getting nothing back. So the idea behind this, that you're going to be this selfless, wonderful person and give everything and get nothing back is foolish. This is like saying, I'm going to walk on the desert with no water and give all the water away to everybody else until I die. It, this is not what the universe wants. 
We want to give. We want to receive. There is a reciprocity there that is important for us. And I'll, I cannot tell you how many people I meet that talk about, see, we have one extreme to the other. I have the extreme narcissist who only cares about themselves and their own personal gain. Then I have the extreme other side where the person saying, all I'm looking to do is help everybody else. I don't care about myself. Neither one is the, is the way to go. You want to be say, hey, yes, I want to receive also, but I also want to do things that are helping everybody and creating a win-win situation. That is the ultimate place to live. But the receiving part, which I go through every single day with people, is critically important. That is actually the missing piece for a lot of good people who are trying to do things in a positive way. Well, I love that what you're talking about here because – Giving has been given a bad rap. It has been. I mean, in my generation growing up, can I can tell you all the books on codependence that I have read, uh, the therapist, the workshops, the programs. But the thing that I learned from a beautiful woman who was my therapist, who helped me enormously when I lost my job, was if you're giving because you want to give, you really want to give. Not that you should give, but you really want to give. You want to give of your time. You want to give of your money. You want to give of your knowledge. Then that is a different level of energy and giving. It is an intention of giving that is unconditional. And the universe responds in light, doesn't it? Yeah. So, again, it comes down to, you know, it was funny because I used to, I actually think I wrote about it in this book where, yeah, there was one, I had to go to a, a meet. My wife was very involved. Well, my son is older now, but when he was small in the, you know, the community with the school and all this kind of stuff, and it was all the volunteers. So one, I think one time I had to go to a meeting. She couldn't go. So she said, could you, and I never went because I was always doing something, but she said, could you do me a favor? You're home today. Could you just go to this meeting? And I go in and all these, these people are complaining and they're, they're upset and they're saying, do you believe we have to do all this? And I'm saying, you're supposed to be the volunteers. What aren't you, aren't you there for that purpose? But all they did was complain about the people who were not volunteering and look, we're doing all the work and their kids are benefiting and why am I doing it? Well, that's not a pure space. If you know, if somebody chose to go play tennis instead of volunteering, that's their choice. It's not for you to judge that choice. You're volunteering because there's a lot of martyring in it. There's a lot of that kind of, oh, I'm doing all this because I'm so wonderful, instead of saying, don't do it if you don't want to do it. I always tell people, if you don't want to do something, that feeling of excuse me, of guilt, uh, shame, I'm supposed to do this, that is not giving. That is not in the spirit of giving. Giving is I do something because I want to do it, and it makes me feel good, and I'm not looking for anything. I'm just doing it because it feels good. That's giving. Everything else is personal. We're back to the personal agenda of I'm doing it because I want people to like me, or I want to prove how wonderful I am, or this is how I validate myself. So the idea behind it is if you don't want to do something, don't do it. It doesn't make you a bad person. Do something that you feel good about. And if you do it, you don't attach anything. You don't yeah. attach an expectation. You don't attach yeah. yourself to the outcome. You just do it. Yeah. If I go yeah. do stuff, that's it. I don't, yeah. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm doing it because of this or I'm doing it. I'm just doing it. I'm not. So that, but again, we believe, these people go out, they have a resume full of all these wonderful things that they do, but they don't do it with a pure heart. So yeah. different feeling. I love it. Listen, I want to talk to, let's skip this other break too. Um, I want to talk to you about a couple of things in the book. And by the way, there's so many things that you're bringing to the forefront. So before we get back into it, what is the best way for people to find out more about you again? 
what's some of the social media people can follow you and tell people how they can find out more about the book, get the book, all of the above. So go to joenuns.com, all my social media, all my contact, all my products and programs and webinars. And I have actually a webinar coming up next week, which will be awesome, called Change Your Energy, Change Your Life, which is about it's a free webinar for people to understand how this energy system works. Yeah. And you can also go to chasingyourlife.net for the book and also to get a free audio preview. And you can get, obviously, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold. So either one of those will be great. Awesome. All right. The big one I'm saving big it's huge it's big oh yeah i did say that um <laughs> trust and faith and i want to know from your perspective the relationship between trust and faith and surrender well let, let's start with surrender because okay let's start and then we'll get to trust and faith. all right i think it's a nice natural dovetail so surrender I think it's funny when we think of the word surrender, if I say that mm -hmm. to somebody, they think of giving up because if you think, you know, what did you learn? Oh, they the army surrendered or somebody surrendered. And so we have a negative association to that idea of surrendering. So surrender is really in a higher form is I'm letting go of all my stuff. <laughs> so I'm surrendering the chase. I'm surrendering this idea of what I think I'm supposed to be. I'm surrendering the attachments. That's surrender. Surrender is I'm letting go and I'm, sur I'm letting go of all this junk that I've piled on myself emotionally and in many cases physically to move forward in a positive way without any attachment. See, the attachment is the big thing. So then we get into faith and trust. So when I surrender, that means I'm giving up a part of my identity, which is the, the belief that I'm supposed to be X, Y, and Z, whether it's the good husband, the good father, I'm supposed to act a certain way, I'm supposed to do this or that. So I surrender all that. And now I trust that the universe is going to take me where I'm supposed to go. And I have faith that everything will work out for my highest and greatest good. But I understand it doesn't mean I don't hit bumps in the road. Because your highest and great, my highest and greatest, all my bumps in the road were necessary for my highest and greatest good. I don't look back and say, well, I shouldn't have had those. So it's an understanding. Now, faith and trust is a feeling that you takes time to get to. It took me a long time. So I would always say, well, I have faith. But deep down, I didn't because my past was so negative and had so many problems and failures that it was hard for me to say, how can I get to this place? So what the universe did was it broke me down to a point where it said, I'm going to smash you up. I'm going to strip your ego. I'm going to let, rip everything out. We're going to, it's almost like a purification process and say, you're, as you said earlier, Dr. Pat, I tried it my way in my egoic state and, I, and that didn't go well. So it got to a point where I said, okay, I got to surrender. I have to have faith and I have to let everything go. And now here's the problem we have as humans with this. We like to know where we're going next. We like to know everything. We like to, we like to be safe. We like to say, well, I'm going to do this, and if I have this job, and if I do this, and if I do that, and if I marry this person, if I move to this neighborhood, if I put my investments here, I'm going to be safe. Now, of course, that's an illusion because that doesn't exist. Because everybody who thought that, talk to the people at Enron who had millions of dollars of stock who were secretaries, who all of a sudden in three days were, had nothing. So 
but they thought they were saying, oh, I'm gonna, oh, I invested all my money in this great company. I came in. I was a secretary. I'm not, I, I had it in my 401k, and I'm set for life. And all of a sudden, in three days, the universe said, no, you're not. So the idea. So this is the illusion of humans to say, if I do all these things, I'm safe. But the universe says there is no such thing except your inner peace and your inner faith. That's the only thing that keeps you safe. So if you don't have faith to say, hey, no matter what happens, I have faith that I'm going to be brought, even if this looks really bad and I lost all my money or like went bankrupt twice like me or went through the trials like you did, I have to say at the end of the day, doesn't matter. This is where I'm supposed to. I have faith that I'm going to be taken to the next place. And when you look at life, the problem with us for life is I can't see the future. I can only see the past. If you look back, you can say, well, wow, those things make sense now. They didn't make sense when I was going through them. So what you want to do is live in a space to say, it doesn't matter if it makes sense now. I understand that there's a reason for it. and There's an understanding behind it. So that's really about, but it's a place, it's it's not just, a lot of people say the words, they don't feel the feeling. You have to feel faith and trust. Do you, so the, I always say to people, you have to, do you believe, do you feel it? And if you don't feel it, it's okay because it takes time to get there, but you have to feel it deep down, but it takes time to get to that place because you've got to surrender or you can't get there. See, so that's kind of the, the little caveat. If I don't surrender, I'll never have trust and faith. Yeah. I mean, this is really what we're talking about today is, you know, providing some information and tools and insight for people. So as we move forward, we can make some changes that can get us from where we are to where we want to go. And we may not know what all those changes are, but part of this, and you also talk about it in the book, is having some tools so we can move to what you call the creation mode, right? So that we're not stuck in a place of our problem, right? Um, Growing up in New York, I know what happens when you hit a pothole on the street, right? Um, On the surface, you can't really see how deep the pothole is until you actually hit it and boom, there you are. Um, But what is it that we can create that says, even if I hit the pothole, I can create a way to either fix what happened as a result of that or avoid it altogether. Well, the pothole is is obviously anytime we hit a pothole in life, we put the pothole there for ourselves so we could learn something and we could experience something. So every time you hit it, that means if you keep hitting it, that means you haven't dealt with that issue. So there's an emotional issue there that you are not addressing. And that's why you keep hitting that. That's why people get trapped in cycles because they, they're not dealing with the emotional issue that is underneath the pothole. So the way the universe works with your soul and the way everything works going forward is I'm going to keep putting these things in front of you until you deal with it emotionally and then you won't, it won't happen. The pothole will be gone. It will be filled. You won't have to hit that pothole anymore. So the understanding is to say life here in physical form, yes, I'm going to always have issues or some of some kind. I don't have to stay stuck in those issues. See, that's the difference. But it doesn't happen mentally. It happens emotionally. That's the difference. I can't fix it in my head. I can only fix it in my emotion because my emotion creates my vibration, which creates the pothole or takes the pothole away. Mm -hmm. Where we get stuck as humans is we've gotten too much in our heads thinking I can figure it out. And if I do X, Y, Z, I'm going to be okay. 
and then you do X, Y, Z, and it doesn't work. Why? Because you're still carrying the emotion that created the problem in the first place. So that's the key to going forward is really learning how to manage your emotional state and say, this happened to me. I have to understand why I am creating this now and why, what is it, what is happening emotionally to me that I need to deal with? Once I do that, then I can deal with that issue, dissolve the energy and move forward. That's the difference between moving forward and staying in this stuck in that cycle of pain, so to speak. And you, uh, what you're talking about, Joe, and you talk about in the book is like removing the desire to chase because we're not just talking about, oh, you know, just don't do it. Just stop. You know, we're talking about that there is this yearning, this 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 thing that causes us to chase to begin with. And we're talking about getting at the root of that. Right. So the idea is where, you know, anytime you want to make a change in your life, I have to get to the cause. We're very effect driven. You know, we look, you know, we have a pain, we take a pill. We, you know, we're looking, you know, we, we're looking for, we're very much focusing on the effect. You know, we have to, I I always laugh at the war on drugs. The war on drugs, you can never win because as long as the people want drugs, they're coming. Yeah. You, the only way to stop the war on drugs is stop people from wanting it because the bottom line is as long as they want it, you know, we had it with prohibition. We had oh. it with everything. You know, now we have all the legalizing of marijuana because people want it. They're going to get it. Mm-hmm. So the idea that you're going to stop it by going after the drug guys, legalize it all because that's how you take those guys off the game. You know, legalize everything and control it and make sure it's safe. And then you eliminate all of the illegal guys that are making millions and billions of dollars, what we're doing is we're trying to attack the effect, which is, oh, I'm going to take the drug addict. You're not going to stop people from doing that by, yeah, by, by attacking the drug dealers. It's uh, not going to work. So yeah. for us, it's the same philosophy to say, what is my if my desire is to have drugs, that's what I'm going to do. So the idea is to say, what am I? Ch- why am I chasing this? And the reason you're chasing everything is very simple, but it's hard to deal with it. You're chasing the feeling of love that you don't have. And somewhere in your belief system and in your mind, you've, you've, you've been conditioned to believe, if I get this, I'll be happy and I'll feel love. And it's the wrong road to go down because the love could only come from within yourself. And that is the whole key to the whole chasing game, that if I stop chasing love externally and just understand that I don't need it, Whatever I get externally is a bonus. My job is to just love myself. That's all you have to do, and everything else falls into place. But mm-hmm. it's very challenging as a human to get to that place. Like, it sounds easy to say it, but getting there emotionally is the journey for all of us. Wow. Joe, thank you so much for helping us kick off this year, but more importantly, for a very powerful message uh, and the tools so that we can learn how to stop chasing. One last question. What's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today and your website again? So bottom line is this. All you're here to do is be the best version of you. Love who you are, accept who you are. And the more you do that, the easier life is going to be. And you can get me at joenuns.com. Any questions or whatever, you can contact me there. And I'd love to engage anybody who's interested in expanding and moving higher. All right. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. You bet. We're going to take a shorty, everyone. We've got another hour coming up here on the Dr. Pat Show. We'll be right back.
Audio was via a Skype call.